Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to the show, Megan Lamke. Thank you so much for having me, Victor. It's an honor to be here. Great to have you here. Now, Megan, you've been involved in the multifamily apartment space for some time. But for those who don't know you, maybe give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Yeah. So how I got to this point in my journey, my husband and I were really passionate about getting all the way out of debt and went through a financial management class, ended up paying off our house and looked at, do we continue to buy single family homes and build duplexes or do we invest in larger real estate assets like multifamily syndication. We chose to sell our house and invest the proceeds in multifamily syndication as passive investors. That quickly replaced the side hustles that I had picked up to get out of debt and then gave me the freedom to end up leaving my corporate job because we had replaced my income through syndications. And now I own my own real estate syndication firm and we invest in opportunities across the United States. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the textbook story. That's how it's supposed to work, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's so much easier when you start as a passive investor than trying to push a boulder up a hill going as an active investor or a general partner right away. Well, that's one of the myths. In fact, people talk about passive income, but the truth is there are no passive businesses. They're all active businesses. Mm -hmm. You can invest passively in an active business, but at the end of the day, even a piece of real estate is an active business in one form or another. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, even if you're an investor and you're investing passively, you're still actively underwriting opportunities to see if they're suitable for you, to see if they're matching your goals. So that does take some work. It's not uh, a blind signing over of your income and assets. Um, there is some due diligence that you need to do as an investor on every opportunity. Now, the multifamily apartment space is certainly very hot right now. There's a lot of people chasing. There's a lot of money chasing too few opportunities. Where have you focused? What's been your segment that you'd say is your wheelhouse? Yeah, so my wheelhouse is value add, but in a very different market than some of my peers. So we're focusing on A- minus assets and some B+. plus. So projects that were originally built in early 2000s or built in the the 1970s, 1980s, but are in rapidly growing metropolitan areas that have been historically marked as class A neighborhoods with great school districts and great job growth. And so that's where we're really focusing on is that A minus asset with a little value add. So what is it about that particular asset class that's working for you? Because I would imagine a lot of those assets right now would be selling at a bit of a premium in today's market. Mm -hmm. A lot of people chasing quality, a lot yeah. of people chasing yield, of course. Mm -hmm. And that's caused cap rate compression, especially in some of the lower quality assets. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the B plus A minus asset is almost what everyone wants to own. Mm -hmm. So when a, a product comes into the market or a project comes into the marketplace, how do you stay out of that auction environment where you're the winning bidder with 20 other bids behind you? Yeah, it's all about relationships. I and mean, you've been in the industry, you know that your net worth is really your net worth. And meeting with brokers offline before deals even come to market 
and playing around a golf with them or taking them sailing on our sailboat and really just having that conversation with what's in their pipeline, what are they seeing come that they don't want to go a full marketing cycle on, or they went a full marketing cycle on one asset from an owner, but they have a, additional assets in their portfolio and getting the chance to give a firm offer on those assets that weren't broadly marketed. That's been our strategy. And it's the strategy of some of the highest and best players in the syndication industry is really building those firm relationships. Yeah, I, I certainly believe that. And when we acquire assets, we're almost always acquiring assets that are off market because we want to stay out of that auction environment. Yeah. But at the same time, the broker knows that if they're going to get the highest price, the best thing they can do is throw it out into the auction environment and see what lands. Exactly. Yep. And my foray into real estate, I got my real estate license. So I know when you go to market, you get the competitive bids for your client. And so you can look like a hero, but you can also stretch out the process. You can also choose to bid on a horse that you might not know, like, and trust. And so that's where having those pocket listings with someone that you know has the ability to close and not retrade is paramount. And um, so again, it's all about building that relationship and figuring out what is a win for every single party involved. Because most salespeople, most brokers are salespeople. And at the end of the day, they want to do right by their clients and they want to commission to be able to have the lifestyle that they desire. So what does a win look like for them? So what you're saying is that certainty trumps price in a lot of cases. Certainty trumps price in a lot of cases. Price can be comparable, but certainty, in my experience, has won more times than, than I can count. That's amazing. So if you look forward to today, you know what would be a benchmark project for you? Are we talking your traditional year 2000, 250 unit apartment complex with a pool and a tennis court and all of that sort of thing? Yes. Yep, exactly. So year 2000, class B plus A minus asset in a great metropolitan area that is positioned well for diversification through either healthcare or technology or distributions. They're more than one major player in a certain marketplace. It's 250 units. And it's really positioned well to have those additional amenities put into place. So things like resort style pools, things like Amazon ship centers, so that tenants aren't waiting on all of their, their packages. That's just a storage locker that they can have things that are positioned well strategically. And like I said before, marketable and desirable school districts so that we attract an avatar of a tenant who wants to stay there long term and continue to to pay rent on time. I think it was Grant Cardone who said that a lot of the projects that he invests in, he'll put in like a million dollar swimming pool because the folks that then want to come live in that place, even if they had their own single family home, they would never put in an amenity of that caliber. And so that ends up being a differentiator in the marketplace as opposed to, you know, that kind of algae infested pool that's been kind of neglected for, for 10 years and right. left at the back of the property. Exactly. And millennials like myself right now, when the housing market and residential is so competitive, you know, it's competitive in commercial, but it's also competitive when you're trying to buy a move up property or a single family home for your first time home buyers. They're choosing to have that flexibility and they want to live in a place with excellent amenities and not have the headache of dealing with 
pool maintenance and lawn care, and they want the lifestyle that once things start opening back up, they have the freedom to travel and know that everything's taken care of. So that's really, again, the avatar that we're talking about are, you know, young professionals, sometimes millennials, sometimes boomers. It, it really just depends. But the amenity focus is their most desirable trait. When we talk about value add, that's often talked about in the context of an older property where you look to make improvements that can result in higher income. Maybe you're going to add in-suite laundry or things like that. Now, those newer buildings have those amenities already. You're not going to retrofit that. What kind of things can you do to those newer properties that actually drive increase in revenue? Yeah. So part of it is increasing. So it might be an older backsplash. So in early 2000s, one of the things that was really popular was like this dark wood, oak, mahogany, and tan or taupe colored backsplash. So making sure that you're attracting a modern buyer with a more modern feel for those types of units. So there's some value that can be added there, putting in in-unit laundry, but also the value can be added by maximizing the net operating income. So things like green initiatives and making sure that maybe it was an afterthought for something that was constructed in early 2000s, but now it's a necessity, especially for millennial buyer or for millennial tenants who want to be making a difference and focus on sustainability. So installing things like Nest thermostats, installing Gigafy high-speed internet for every single tenant. Again, it's an amenity that's included that you get to charge a premium for from your tenants and it maximizes your NOI because Gigafy pays you. So things like that help us maximize NOI and add value. So sometimes it's cosmetic, sometimes it's amenity focus, and sometimes it's perceived value. So we partner with Apartment Life in nearly every single one of our projects, and they add great community feel and events and do random acts of kindness for our tenants to ensure that they love where they're living now. Well, the internet retrofit is very inexpensive to do. When you talk about pulling fiber to every unit, mm -hmm. you're probably netting, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you're netting between 30 and $35 of net operating income per apartment just for adding that internet service. You're now the internet service provider. And when you do the math on, let's say, at, even at a 5% cap rate on $35 a month, the payback on that is extraordinary. Yes, exactly. And so it's not necessarily gutting walls and putting in a whole bunch of different look and feel and textiles. It can be as simple as adding Gigafy internet or switching out a Nest programmable thermostat or as you're turning a unit, switching out a faucet and a toilet for low flow so that you're maximizing, again, that net operating income. And yes, $35, $40 a unit per month is, is a great benchmark for Gigafy. When you've got a growing business, there's always one thing that's standing in the way that's holding you back in terms of getting your next growth. What's that one constraint and you've probably gone through a succession of those over time. Mm -hmm. When you knock one down, there's probably another one right behind it. Take us through a little bit of that journey. Yeah. So the first constraint that we had was making sure that people could know us and how could you or how could we go through enough marketing revolution cycles and automate our processes and standardize our processes as much as possible. So that's what 
we really, really focused on is automating our technology, using best in practice tools so that we could be more strategic. And now the the thing that staring me down as a CEO is how can we hire and retain great people as fast as possible? Because there's only so much time in the day. We have all have limited time resources. So how do we scale our team from a culture fit, from an accountability fit, and make sure that our customers still have an excellent experience? So that's what we're, what we're challenged with right now. When people come to your property and they rent from you, is there something that you've done that distinguishes you so that they say, oh, I know I'm in one of Megan's properties? When they rent from us, the biggest thing that we do different is we have a nationwide contract with Ramsey Solutions. So Dave Ramsey wrote Financial Peace University. It's the same class that my husband and I went through and it changed our life. We offer that to every single one of our tenants as a free amenity and offer them the free Ramsey Plus app. So when you walk into our buildings, you will see signage that says, hey, we value you as a tenant. We want to make sure that you're equipping the lifestyle that you desire. Here's free financial management software that you can download. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest things that we see. And you know, it really transcends every single market in every single tenant base um, because even high net worth individuals are broke at a different level. Like we have doctors and lawyers and business owners as some of our tenants in these class A minus properties and they had to restructure all of their debt and their positioning on personal finance when when things compress. And so making sure that we're equipping people to make sound financial decisions is one of our hallmark. I love that. I love that. Well, Megan, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? So there's a couple of things. I have my own podcast, the Business for Good podcast, where we bring entrepreneurs and founders who are making a huge difference in impact investing throughout their organization. So you can check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. My website is meganlamke.com. So M-E-G-A-N-L-A-M-K-E.com. And as a woman in a male-dominated space, I felt really embarrassed asking a bunch of questions when I first got started in this industry. So I wrote a whole book with the answers to those questions called then Leader's Guide to Investing. So if you go to our website forward slash grit, G-R-I-T, you'll have access to that book and you can download it and feel confident not having to worry about the answers to those questions or how you might be perceived. I love it. Well, Megan, thank you for the insights. It's an inspiring story. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Megan at MeganLamke.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.